What's your life goal? And have you achieved it? Yeah, I married you. Aw, gross. You really need to go out there and make sure the whole world hates you. Oh, perfect. My butthole is all over the internet. A fine wine. She keeps me in the basement and pulls me out when she needs me. If I drink Sambuca, he's getting it. I bought a case. Can tell a lot about a person by the way their tits, pussy, or dick looks. You come near my cheeks and it's not going to be a good day for you, homie. (laughs) This is going to be special. Welcome to the Two Onions Podcast with Danny Daniels and Vic. What's up, guys? I'm Danny Daniels, and I am here with my husband, Vic. And I'm not even going to, like, waste any time because we are here with Sarah J, and I'm so excited. Hello! Thank you. Hi. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for coming on. Where are you in the world? Are you in Are you in Miami? Are you Florida? I'm in Miami, yes. How is it there? Right now, it's storming. Like, right before we got on, like, it got dark as night in here. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> But yeah, other than that, it's fine, you know? Is it, like, are you guys open or closed? Like, how is everything? Complicated here. It's very complicated. Um, I live in the state of Florida, and the state of Florida opened up a little over a week ago, except for Southern Florida, which they're going by a totally different set of rules than Southern Florida. Um, And I guess... We, depending on if you're in the city or in the county, some parks and marinas and golf courses have opened and some have not, Um, but that's it so far. But I hear like maybe next week some things are going to open. I'm not sure if that's city or county. It's very confusing. So it's so yeah. you're, you're as you're as basically confused and screwed up as the rest of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, and like Florida is such a unique place, as we all know. Um, the residents here are just going to do whatever they want to do for the most part, and like risk the consequences. And um, the law enforcement will also do whatever they want to do yeah. and just see what happens. So uh, I went on a boat a couple of days ago, my first time on a boat during this whole time, and. Um, Everything was cool, but they kept on, like, moving us around. Like, you can't be over here, you can't be over there, but you can be over there, but not too close, but not too far. Like, it, it was a lot of moving. <laughs> and then, um, I saw some videos, and there was, like, government helicopters and, like, law enforcement helicopters, like, swooping down on people. And, yeah, like, un- with unexplained reasons and stuff. So it's, like, it's kind of wild west out here. Yeah, Florida's always wild. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you got, you got to have fun, though, right? <laughs> you see, that's great. So you were on a boat, and you got an aerobic workout, too, moving all around. It was... <laughs> was like pulling the anchor up, dropping the anchor over here, pulling the anchor up, dropping the anchor over here. Well, well as, your, as your shirt says, you're, you're a Midwest girl at heart, right? That's I am. Cincinnati, that's what I've heard yeah. read. So the most important question of the day, Skyline? Oh, my God. <laughs> or Gold Star. Skyline, hands down. Uh, hands down. I, I got to admit, I like Gold Star. <laughs> oh, no way. Okay, yeah. No, I lo- I've always loved Skyline. Like, my mom used to pack Skyline for me in, like, a thermos. Like, I get, I get a three-way in a thermos for lunch. <laughs> that was my other question. Did you? Was it a three-way or a four-way? <laughs> right, always three-ways. Yeah, three-ways. I can't, I honestly can't do the four-way because I'm allergic to onions. So that's the fourth, uh, it's the fourth item. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They're so good. You're talking about it. it makes me hungry for it. Yeah. I, we actually have um, in New York a bar called Phoebe's that's Cincinnati based. They play the okay. Bang- they play the Reds games. They play the Bengals games. And they, they do Cincinnati chili on Sunday when they do the Bengals games. 
How odd is that? You know, I lived in Las Vegas. There was a bar there that was also like served Cincinnati chili and stuff. It was kind of weird. Well, the, the, <laughs> yeah, the weirdest part about that is, is of all the things on the planet, grown, born, raised, lived my entire life in New York City, I'm a Bengals fan. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> that been, you've been heartbroken since what, like, 86 or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually went to the 82 Super Bowl and watched them lose, and it's just been downhill from there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are, you, are you from Ohio? No, I'm from no. New York my entire <laughs> life, yeah. yeah. That yeah, is random. Yeah, it was a completely random. I, I literally went to that Super Bowl, picked Cincinnati to root for. I was a teenager. And yeah. then, you know, not being one of those, I'm going to jump on a bandwagon, guys. I stuck with Cincinnati my entire life. Yeah. Oh. Well, they got good colors. Their uniform's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you started off there, right? You were a dancer. That's where, uh, that's where this adventure started from. Mm-hmm. I lived in Cincinnati, but there's no strip clubs allowed in the city limits. So I danced in um, Indiana and Northern Kentucky. Ooh. How was that? <laughs> you know, I kind of feel like we might see a little bit more of that now that, you know, we've got this whole situation happening because um, we weren't allowed to give dances, at least not in Kentucky. Like in Kentucky, you, wouldn't, you weren't allowed to give dances. So you could just like enjoy a customer's company. He would buy you drinks and then you would get half the profit from the drinks that you sold. And um, then in like Indiana, you could do dances and it was um, definitely a much like more profitable situation. Mm-hmm. But they weren't like private dances. There was like a dance room. Where, like, oh yeah, where like everyone's like just sitting yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally. Very, very strange kind of situation. But, like, that kind of inspired me to move, though, because um, when I worked in Indiana, I worked next to a casino, and I was like, this money is very good. This is just making a lot of sense, right? And so I moved to Vegas because there was, like, a lot of casinos and a lot of strip clubs, and I was like, yeah, that that seems to work. Like, people will want to, like, win money, and then they want to go blow it on strippers. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sin City for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, so well, you know, when I got there, I was like disillusioned a little bit. Like I didn't do the calculations right because like one strip club and one casino that works out. But when you have like a bunch of strip clubs and uh-huh. a bunch of casinos and then like a bunch of other distractions, like I ended up making kind of the same money in Indiana that I did in Vegas. To keep it real. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because it all like there's more strippers, there's more places for people to spend their money mm-hmm. and stuff. And so, I danced, I danced in um, the Midwest too for a little bit, and it was like that was like the thing to do on weekends. You yeah. like, you know, whereas in Vegas, it's like, okay, what do you want to do? Do you want to go to a club? Do you want to go to a strip club? Do you want to go, you know, see a show, yeah. whatever? But exactly, yeah. So, so how'd you make the dive from that to porn? Well, when I was in Vegas, it was like so many girls and like so much drama going on at the strip club and like girls were fighting and like I was constant like I was like the strip club bouncer in the back room like pulling girls <laughs> off each other all the time people are doing drugs and it was just like this is crazy. yeah the end of the night fights you're like I just want to go home yeah <laughs> like you know I'm trying to like this is the old lady house mom I'm trying to like stay with her mom you know like, yeah, it was, like, a lot. And I was, like, I think I don't want to do this anymore. It's very stressful, you know? Like, the whole job got really, really stressful. And I was, like, yeah, I don't think I want to do this. So I was kind of, like, trying to figure out, like, 
what it was that I liked about stripping and like how I could really like go with that. And, you know, I like discovering my sexuality. Like I was always a tomboy and stuff. So I liked that kind of like awakening, but um, I didn't want to deal with like the girls and the hustle. I'm not really a great hustler when it comes to like that kind of stuff. Like I'm like the girl that walks up to you and is like, do you want to dance or no? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, what you're looking for or no? Yes or I no? Got, All right. I got, yeah, I got, I got this going on. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of was, I was like, well, I like the sexuality part and I, you know, I was pretty young still and I was like married already. And I really was like kind of interested in discovering my sexuality even more and maybe exploring things. And, um, you know, being in Vegas, kind of close to LA, you run into a porn star every now and then or like whatever. I was like, hmm. I had a, a brother-in-law who really liked porn a lot and he would take me, have me take him to like the porn shop on his payday and like buy some porn. And I was like, <laughs> hmm. hmm, that's not so bad. Like they look like they're having fun. And like, I would like to have some safe fun and yeah, a safe yeah. environment. And yeah. So like, how hard would it be for me to like start doing porn? And I kind of like planted the seed in my husband's head, like, you know, what, what do you think if I just, you know, started doing porn? And he was like, sure, go ahead. Are you guys still, are you wow. still, are you still together? No, we've been divorced for like 13 years, okay. but it wasn't because of the business or anything. Like my life just, like our lives just kind of grew apart. Understandable. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't imagine just coming home and being like, um, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what would you right? do if... <laughs> Yeah, I, it was just like, the more I thought about it, it made sense. And then like, if he, we really had an open, trusting relationship where mm-hmm. he was already trusting me to be naked in front of guys and like deal with guys in a like sexual naked way. Like, I mean, what they, like, we already were having like threesomes and group sex with people sometimes. So it was like, I mean, how much of a jump is this? Like, yeah. really? Yeah. Like, we didn't, we weren't really religious. So we don't really have any like weird moral hangups or anything like that. So it was like, I'm going to just throw it out there and see what happens, you know? And he was like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Like, I mean, if that's what you want to do. And I was like, I think that is what I want to do, actually. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I love it. So um, I had him take some Polaroid pictures of me, because this is like 100 years ago, you know? (laughs) And uh, I took the Polaroids to the library, because I didn't have a way to scan them into a floppy disk, right? Oh, shit. Took them to the library, scanned them into the floppy disk, took the floppy disk back home. And then I just started emailing people, like anybody in the adult industry that I could find an email address for. Wow. So who, who picked you up? Yeah. Who was, who was the oh winner? Mike, Mike. Um, there was a photographer named Mike Hammer who um, did like some just real random like photography for different magazines and stuff that I had come across his email. And he hit me up and he was like, I'm producing the Exotic Dancer Award Show this week in Las Vegas. And if you want to come down, um, you know, there's a little bit of a crossover between the exotic dancer community and the porn community. And I can introduce you to anybody that I know and see how you like it, you know? So I spent like four days at the Mandalay Bay and um, yeah, just like meeting people and going to parties and like, yeah. And then after that, he was like, well, if you want to come to my house, I live in New York. And you can come to my house and stay for a couple weeks. And um, I know lots of people who are starting to shoot. It was just when the internet had really started to like open up a little bit. And there was a lot of like amateur um, photographers and videographers doing stuff for like different places, not just the internet, but like 
just ran really random stuff, you know? And uh, so I went there and it was kind of like porn star boot camp, you know, like (laughs) taught me me little things, you know, like I remember one day, like I had to get up really early and I was tired and I didn't want to do it, you know, like not that I didn't want to do the job, but I was like, oh my God, this is so early to look pretty, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I always thought that was weird that it was like 7 a.m. call times. You're like, why? (laughs) Right. Like I remember doing this, this shoot for, it was like a magazine, like, I don't know jugs or cherry or like one of those magazines and um he was like did you shave your pussy today and i was like no <laughs> and he was like, you know i'm taking pictures of it right i'm like you can see that though i got a little five o'clock shadow you can see that like, yeah. i was like oh shit you know so it's like little things like that that like kind of you know, it was like a little porn star boot camp. It was cool though. And uh, I met a lot of people from that and I always did a pretty decent job and I showed up on time, you know, and it just kind of snowballed. One thing led to another and I went out to LA and got some jobs and one thing led to another there and poof. I love, you are. <laughs> I love, I love that you didn't like look for an agent or anything. You're just like sending out your resume. <laughs> there wasn't really an agent, you know, like there was no agents back then. The only agent uh, was Jim South. Really? That was it. Yeah, we didn't have agents back then. Um, so, like, you know, there was times where I would go sit in Jim South's office. He would have, like, casting calls and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you could just you just sit in there and wait around and see if somebody shows up, you know? Like, you know, like, oh, yeah, or you show up, they're, like, strip down, okay, front, back, say these yeah, three lines. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Or, like, you know, somebody would come in and be like, oh, we had a cancellation. You guys, you know any girls around, like, somewhere? Oh, you. Okay, on the couch. Yeah, yeah come on, come with me. It was, like, yeah, it was, like, a lot of that kind of stuff. But then, like, it was a non-exclusive kind of situation or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, you go from that set and they're like, hey, my friend down the street is shooting something, too. Do you want to just go from here to there? And then you just go to another set. It was very different, like, totally different environment, you know. I don't really think a lot of like porn agents started coming in until maybe like 12 years ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Ish 15, 12, 15 years ago. And I've been doing this for 20 now. So congrats. You, you have a, do you have an anniversary date? Is it the <laughs> technically, um, it would be like, I guess like August maybe, but I wouldn't really, I didn't really like start, start until October of 2000 and um 2001 but i dabbled like a little things here and there like i did a, a couple of videos and then i didn't do any for a few months because i didn't have a lot of connections and then i did a couple more but september right after or the september of 9 11 which is what 2001 the month after that is when i went to new york and wow yeah, really started doing like a bunch of stuff. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a native New Yorker, and that that's where we are now. That was a rough month to be in New York. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the plane was empty. It was like completely. It was like five people on my flight. Yeah, not surprised. Like that for a long time. It was probably like that for about a year, year and a half. Like where it was like nobody on the flights. I always got like the full row. Yeah. Yeah. I love that that didn't stop you. You're like, I'm going to New York. Like, (laughs) yeah. Like, I mean, they're not going to let it happen again. It just happens. Like, geez, you know, lightning doesn't strike twice in the same place. (laughs) You you would hope not, right? You would hope not. (laughs) How long you had your website for? 
Uh, eight, 18 years. Really? I got my work site like right away. I was going to say, because like, maybe like, even closer to 19 years. Has it, have you always, is, have you always been with Vicky? Vicky's, Mm-mm. no? No, um, like I had my website before Vicky existed. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, no, like my website was a standalone website. Cause like I said, when I started, there wasn't really much internet. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. there wasn't, when there was stuff online, you would see like a web page, but not mm-hmm. pay sites necessarily. There was very few pay sites. Like I think Danny's hard drive was one of the first. I like, think, yeah. Sites. And, um, so like you, you know, you go to like hustler.com and it would just be like a web page with information about their DV or their VHS tapes and their <laughs> magazines, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, um, or like the closest store maybe, or whatever state you're in. Exactly, and, yeah. exactly. So I was stripping in Vegas and there was a photographer that came in from, uh, excitement magazine as a dancer. You probably heard of that before. Mm-hmm. And, he was like, um, he took some pictures of me and he was like, have you ever thought about buying a URL? And I remember asking him like, what exactly is a URL? Cause like yeah. uh, the terminology, yeah, was like, okay, what would I do with that though? And ha- like, how would that benefit me? Like I needed it all explained. <laughs> and we started shooting pictures and at first it was just like an information bio type page. Mm-hmm. And then I got a webmaster and we made it into a pay site and I lost a bunch of money. I think like everybody has like those moments where, you know, you have fails. So you learn from it. So it's like, you know, you got to. Had a couple fails. And then um, I actually got with um, Trashy Pictures and um, that's like Jeff Fuxum. That's what he used to go by. Now he goes by Damien Kane, but him and his wife, uh, Raven Black, they were producing a lot of interracial content and I shoot a lot of interracial content and um, he knew the technical side of being a webmaster and he also was a producer. So he was able to help me produce content and I stuck with them for a really long time. We had a great situation going on and um, money got a little weird. We'll just leave it at that. And like, no, you know, there's no hard feelings or anything. Like some people are just not like, the greatest at managing finances, you know, mm-hmm. money got a little weird. And, um, Dave and Vicky, actually Vicky vet, right. She had, um, contacted me. We were already friends. She was living in Atlanta. And at the time my assistant lived in Atlanta. So every time I would come through to yeah. visit my assistant, I would go to dinner with her just like on some friend stuff. Yeah. And, um, yeah, she was like, so you ever look for a new webmaster? we just started doing webmastering for like two other girls and I webmastered my own site. I taught myself how to do HTML and I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Thanks. I kind of like blew it off cause I was really happy. But then when the money got funny, I was like, like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. And in the meantime, she had actually confided in me and asked me like, what do you think about like maybe starting a network of like solo girls? And I was like, wow. Like, what exactly is the network, you know, (laughs) like in infancy. And, um, she she had the idea for the whole army thing. And right at that moment, you know, we were at war and war was still like a brand new big thing kind of, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was like, yeah, like this whole camouflage thing's popping off and the army thing. I think it's a great idea. And within like maybe a month, I was like, okay, by the way, (laughs) 
I'm an I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I've been with them, you know, for uh, I think like 11 years, maybe. Okay. Did you yeah. have any fear, like, from going where you're shooting DVDs and you're in sex shops? It's kind of, you know, it's not like the internet is forever. Did you have any fear, like, having a website and being actually having an online presence? Not at all. Like, um, I, I'm very fortunate. Like, I don't have, like, any weird family situations. I don't have any weird, like, religious or, like, moral situations. So, like, whatever I do, I've done it, like... I'm, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Like, you know, I'm out here naked talking from the <laughs> <way>. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, it's like one of those things where, um, yeah, like I just didn't even think about it. And to be honest, when I first started, kind of like you just said, when I first started, I didn't even give a thought about being famous because that's not what this was about for me. This mm-hmm. was about exploring my sexuality. And it just so happens that people like to watch and I'm fine with that. And it was a more conservative time where people didn't really talk outwardly about porn. If they talked Mm -hmm. about porn, it was like, you know? Yeah. So um, I remember after I had done (laughs) onionbooty.com. That's great. great. Yeah. (laughs) Like people started to stop me in the streets and like the attitude about pornography changed. And I was like really taken aback, like, oh, we're gonna just talk about this like out loud. Yeah, I was like, you said the P word. (laughs) Okay, and then Bang Bros. And like, Yeah. yeah, once I started working for Bang Bros, like I remember working for Bang Bros when they had an office in a house, you know, like it was like tiny business. And, uh, yeah, when the bang bros thing happened and I would get like people like shouting at me in like other countries. Like I remember being in Amsterdam, maybe like 2008 or something like that, seven, 2007, 2008. And I remember being in Amsterdam and in like a pedicab, like, like a bicycle taxi, and somebody starts like running down the street, chasing the bicycle taxi, screaming my name. And the pedicab is like, are they talking to you? And I was like, just keep pedaling. Just keep going. <laughs> you know? So yeah, it was like the internet eventually ended up being like really di- changing for not just me, but I think for like the whole world, as far as pornography goes, mm-hmm. you know, like just really opened up a lot of people's um, eyes and comfortability in talking about like pornography. Yeah, especially because, like, the lack of social media as well, you know, I can imagine white guys would chase you down the street. It's like, you, they would never see you, you know? Okay. There's no presence, yeah. you know? Yeah. You're not, like, yeah. tweeting every day or something, you know? So, yeah, that's <laughs> <wild>. <laughs> It didn't even exist. <laughs> yeah. Do you have, like, a yeah. favorite, like, because you've seen such a, like, a good, tw- the last 20 years of porn have been, like, so dramatically different. Do you have a favorite time period of porn? Yeah. Right now, I love it. Like right now is like the greatest because I, um, I feel personally, my, not just within porn, but like my whole life, I feel like I've always had like some sort of uphill battle, whether it's my um, facial features or my body or the fact that I have like no problem having sex with people outside my race. I feel like I've always had some sort of like uphill battle. Mm-hmm. And the internet was the first like step that allowed people to really like support me and what I'm doing. 
without having to be approved by some hierarchy. You know what I mean? Like the people get to speak, you know what I mean? And so now it's even more so because of social media and because of all these platforms that we have, I am definitely the hardest working porn star you've ever met. Like I, there's, Dude, you're always porn. doing something. Yeah, you're always like, yeah, it's this is what I do for fun. This is what I do for a living. Like I'm always doing something. And I feel that that pays back because now I'm doing everything myself because this is kind of like a DIY world that we're living in right now. And I thrive in that kind of environment. So like, I love this. I love to be able to help people learn how to make money and learn how to like make their brand stronger. And like, yeah, I love right now. Like right now it's like so exciting for me because like you've got no limits, you know, you've got nobody saying you can't do this. No, you can do this. You know, we had talked about it on a different episode, but it's, I, I've been in for almost 10 years and it's just now it's so nice to be like, I'm like you, I love, I'm a workaholic. I love shooting. I shoot from home. I shoot all the time. I do my own website and to be able to get the benefit you know, instead of just like sitting around waiting for the phone to, to ring, you're like, oh, I got a free day. I can shoot, you know, customs or I can just, you know, shoot some content, shoot some. Or come up with some new way to make money. Yeah. 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 And it's I, I have to agree with you. I love it. Like this is definitely, you know, like doing features and shooting the cool shit was fun. But like this to me is my, way more my speed. Yeah, absolutely. And I still wouldn't, you know, I, I still like doing that other stuff, too, you know, like getting invited to set and having your makeup done for you. Yeah. You know, like, that is like so nice. But at the same time, like I've got like all this time and knowledge and experience to share with people and to, you know, just reinvest into my work. It's great. Your name had come up. Uh, Lauren Phillips was on a podcast and she had said that you're one of the people she looks up to because of your work ethic and everything that you've done. Ah, uh, she's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so, you and I are both Cam Soda peeps, so I got to shout out Cam Soda. Um, yeah, I love Cam Soda. <laughs> Do you know what you two have in common that neither one of you know right now? You're both Year of the Snake, too. Ooh. Oh, wow. Hey. That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's great. I just drank my, my tea this morning out of my Year of the Snake mug. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I liked you. <laughs> um, so, what, like, you got in, you danced, and then you started performing. And then, so how, how was cam for you when you first started camming? So I, interesting, because like I always forget about this, but it was a fact. Like in that time period when I first started doing porn, I'd done like the first like year, you know, like from 2000 to 2001, I was stripping and I'd done like one or two scenes and I had shot for some photographers like naked, but it wasn't like, it was like, I'd pick up a gig here or there. It was just very yeah. random. But there was somebody that I knew that was trying to start a cam house. And so when I would get off my work, shift at work at 6 a.m., I would go to the cam house. Oh, and, yeah. Oh. And then I would, I would cam from 6 to 10 like for four hours from like 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Or sometimes if it was good, I'd go to like noon or something. And um, it was like, it was interesting, but like a little bit boring. And I didn't really like it a lot. And it was like, okay, it wasn't great money, but it was like something to do, you know, like, I don't know, I was just trying stuff. And then I didn't cam at all for years, like no camming. And um, I would get a feature here and there on like maybe my free cams or stream or whatever. Yeah. And then... Vicky 
when she started her network, that was one of the main things that was really important to her was to have everybody on the network do one hour of webcam for free for their website members to retain membership, which I thought it was a great idea, even though I really didn't like the idea. Like, I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't want to do it, but you're right. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. It's a good idea. Like, one more okay. hour of work. Yeah. 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 Okay. 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 I can do this. It's fine. And um, then I started to develop like personal friendships a lot of times with the people that are members. And it's like great because they support you, they're members, and you get to see them and interact with them on a weekly basis for like an hour. And it's really not that big a deal. And then. Cam Soda had contacted me recently. So I had just been doing that one hour a week pretty much for the past, you know, 10 years or something. And then Cam Soda recently contacted me and was like, you know, would you like to start doing some more camming? And um, I know that this whole world is changing, you know, and uh, I feel that interaction between fans and stars is like really important. And I also feel that it's a, when you're doing less productions for other companies and stuff, and I own my own production company, Wideside, but when I'm doing less work for other production companies, camming is a really good way to get exposure and get um, new fans, you know? Yeah, so definitely. I kind of recognize that as like important. And um, I was able to like carve out time, you know, out of my schedule to do cam soda. And I really like working with them and they're, they're fair and they're honest and they're, it's a cool platform and it's easy to use. And yeah, so it just has worked out really well. I love it. It's great. We have fan questions. I do have fan questions. Are you? <laughs> Strap yourself in. <laughs> so, Why won't I do anal? <laughs> well, I, since you, yeah, what's your anal trick? Now I want to know. Yeah. Are you a gummy bear know, person? Like, everybody asks me. Everybody asks should, should we send you a case of gummy bears? or? Yeah. <laughs> everybody asks me every single day why I don't do anal. Every, like, I get that question on a daily basis. I just don't like it. I got into like this business doing yes. things that I like. Just, just in you case know? you were wondering, over here as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, like, you know, we sh we're like honest, true people. And I feel like our, our personality is not made up and yeah. that I'm not like faking any of this stuff. You know, like I don't do things I don't want to do. Like, why would I want to do that on camera if I don't want to do it at home? Like, it's just no, not, I don't want to be do miserable. And people are like, well, what about like with this much money or that much money? Yeah. It's like, no. Oh, I don't yeah. want to do it though. Like, it doesn't open sesame for a certain yeah. dollar amount. Yeah. Like, I don't do things for money alone. I got it. I mean, money's nice, but like, I got to like want to do it a little bit. Like if I yeah. don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I think that's also probably why you have such a healthy mindset after being in the industry for so long. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the girls, I feel like that kind of like shit on the industry a little bit after afterwards and they they had bad experiences and stuff. I think it's because they were doing a lot of stuff they weren't really that comfortable with. And I feel really comfortable with like everything that I've done. Yeah. I've also noticed too, that the, the, the people from, from being outside the business and having talked into it, to the ones that seem to be the most successful and driven and don't shit on the industry are people who come at it. Like you did, they were in it for the experience and the enjoyment and not for the fame. And the fame just kind of came, yeah. you know, yeah. and it was like, it's like, hey, I'm getting a paycheck. This is kind of cool. Oh, shit. Holy God. I just became famous. But some of the other ones, they're walking in the door going, I'm expecting to make a million dollars and be A-list tomorrow morning and right. not so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. All right. I, you know, I, I manage talent also. And like when I hear, when I, I always like to interview people that I'm like thinking about taking on and to see where their goals are. When I hear that kind of mindset, like they want to be like an A-list star and make a zillion dollars. I'm like, I don't know if this is the greatest match, you know, like I, I really want to manage people that um, are in it for like the long haul. They want to create their own business. Yeah. They want to be able to keep making money at this for a very long time. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. On that note, fan questions, yeah. your favorite award you've won. Um, I'm looking over at them. So <laughs> I've got this, um, I've got the AVN Hall of Fame, which is cool, although it's not my favorite, but like, it's the only AVN I have. What? I, yeah, which is why it's not my favorite. No offense, AVN. I, I love you guys or whatever. But like, I feel like they put the cart before the horse. Yeah. Like, like I got the Hall of Fame, which should be like the last award and no awards before that. Think, oh, I, I think God. you're joining the club with Brandy Love, who got the Hall of Fame this year and no other <laughs> ABN awards either. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's that, you know. Um, I've got a little pile of them over there from Urban X Awards, and that's cool. And I got some night moves, and those are fine. But like looking at them like visually, the you know exotica did an award show one year and they had a award show called the fannies and that oh, yeah. award is beautiful can i show it to you yeah, I yeah. like i think the award like i'm so glad i made it home in one piece because i was so afraid it was going to break but it was designed by fang lee who is like you know a really awesome artist it's super cool Ooh. Yeah, this is gonna be i can't wait to see this i'm like i want to know what it was for um, this, was, oh, wow. this was for Thirsty Girl, which is like the blowjob uh, award, which I'm pretty good at. But like, <laughs> yeah, you can see she's got a nice oh, I love that. It's sculpted. It's so pretty. Looks right? like Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. It's kind of like Jessica Rabbit. And yeah, this so, um, I'm very glad that I've managed. It's made out of ceramic, though. So I'm like so glad I managed. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like triple quadruple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this one might be my favorite. It's um, it's the fannies. So the fans get to vote. Yeah, and then thirsty girl blowjobs, which I feel like I'm pretty great at. And the award is gorgeous. So this I don't know about you, but like fan award, fan awards mean ten times more to me. Totally. Not only do they mean more, um, not only do fan awards mean more, but actually nominations mean more to me than actually a winning the award. Sometimes there's some like weird politics that we might not be <laughs> like aware of during award seasons. But when you get nominated, you're like, I've just been recognized in a crop. Like I'm at the cream of the crop with the other people. <laughs> I'm in the cool kids club. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> the nominations to me are like a little bit more exciting than actually awards. So that's yeah. a little weird like that, but um so more fan questions what was your favorite sing favorite sing favorite scene for kink for kink oh that was yeah okay that i'm glad they narrowed it down i hate when they're like yeah it was yeah yeah like, that's why i wrote it down because everyone's like what's your favorite scene i'm like you can't pick one um, so that was pretty good there's been some pretty great ones like i think maybe my one of my favorite scenes and because it kind of like had me emotionally like all the king scenes get you emotionally sometimes you know yeah. i did a foursome with mark davis and um john holmes and a very pretty blonde girl who i cannot remember her name right <laughs> but um she was a very pretty blonde girl with very soft pieces to touch 
And, but, uh, you know, John Holmes and um, Mark Davis, so professional and they're like, like a little bit older and I kind of like older men a little bit and I, they don't always pair me with older men. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, and, and they're both like European. So they're, they have like a no holds bar. Oh yeah. Yeah. On, on behalf of older men everywhere. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Know, like, like, you know, I'm a little bit of an older woman. So they're always putting me with like younger guys yeah. and that's cool. But like, Sometimes, like, I that. <laughs> yeah. So I got these two older guys, and we also did a double vaginal, which is like something I don't do very often, but it mentally like really turns me on. I'm like, oh my god, these guys can't wait to get inside me. They have to go at the same time. So I was like, it was very exciting to me. Um, and there was a moment. It was like an emotional roller coaster. Like I said, there was a moment where they had this girl like sucking and licking my feet, and I'm kind of like like weird about that but I let it happen and I was like okay this isn't bad and there was like bondage involved and I like bondage yeah so it was it was like it was a lot of excitement it sounds like just like a good cocktail of a scene yeah. like a lot and of the girl was like I, yeah. I, I hate that I can't remember her name but like she was very nice to touch she was soft and her boobies <laughs> and her butt and everything it was it was a nice time so you hit all the sensory pleasures yeah, it sounds like it was like you got yeah. you got them all <laughs> Um, what keeps taking your career to the next level? Oh, um, well, yeah, that's right now, you know, I'm trying to like maintain this really nice balance of feeding my fans the content that they want, but also, uh, you know, work on other projects. Like I have my wide side productions, which is my production company. And we also do management. So I try to like shift this focus a little bit from me to like the people that I'm managing mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just like work on interesting products or interesting projects that, uh, will be like changing with the times, you know, like you've, like you said, you've seen my career span, mm -hmm. like all this different technology and all these different moments. And so it's kind of just exciting trying to figure out what's going to be the next thing, you know, is it going to be a bunch of zoom solos? Is that what we're doing now? Because we have Corona, <laughs> you know, like, so um, seeing like how we can like just move with the times and how I can help other people make money in doing that with my vision of moving with the times, you know, that's pretty exciting. To me. It's, it's inspiring that you've done that instead of just like, like sticking your heels in and being like, no, I want porn to, you know, be the same as it's always been. You've been, you've always yeah. like, evolved you know what i mean dvd box covers and that's it yeah. you know? it's like... <laughs> no, i'm so glad that i have because i've seen i've seen people who have not and they get really stuck you know mm -hmm. um the people that were really popular when i really had started doing a lot of porn some of those people are just they they didn't catch up with the internet and now they're like this DIY thing like platforms channels what do you mean clips yeah. I don't get it and now you're like yeah <sighs> how do you yeah where do you start yeah yeah, yeah you, you almost need a you almost need another boot camp <laughs> you got to right? boot camp them back into reality yeah. it was like it's like one of those things like some people just got in this job because they wanted to make easy money you know they wanted to go to work get their makeup done have sex for a couple hours and get a paycheck and it's not like that anymore yeah especially like when I got in the business 10 years ago it was very much that way you booked out every single day you go to set you go home that's it maybe you have a website if you're like established but that was basically it 
and now everybody thought I was crazy. They were like, <laughs> I would be trying to get people to shoot for my site and stuff. And they're like, what am I going to do with content? And yeah. Like, <laughs> You're like, I'm but you can start your own site. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> a lot of times I would just try to like, I would pay people sometimes or I would try to get guys that like just wanted to fuck anyway. And I'm like, <laughs> Hey, you like flirt with guys on set. You're like, hey, you want to go do some content? <laughs> that might be my MO. Right? <laughs> I, I, I think I might have heard this before. It's like, oh, no, we're going to shoot content. I swear to God. <laughs> um, another fan question. What would you say to an 18-year-old version of you? An 18-year-old like, version of me? Yeah. Oh. Um... What would I say to an 18-year-old version of me? Wow. I got married at 19. Um, I can't say that I regret anything that I've done because it's all made me who I am. And I really like who I am. Uh, I think that... I might just advise myself to just do what I've been doing, but do it sooner and do it harder and do it more even like, you know, <laughs> for you to say that, I think I would just give myself a boost of confidence. Like, mm-hmm. you know what? All those things you want to do, do them, have no doubt in it. Don't hesitate on anything. Just go for it. You know, like, oh I think I would give myself like a green light and like a kick in the butt. I like that. I have one more, a funny onset story. Funny onset story. Hmm. I was like, I have to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> there was a girl who popped out a turd. I think that, I think that's like a uh, that's 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 a, my wife says that's a rite of passage. Yeah, if you haven't been shit that. on, you're not in porn. I say you know? you're not it's a like, porn star until you get shit on. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad I didn't get shit on. Like I was like. I think she was getting it. Maybe she, she might have been on reverse cowgirl, I think. Okay. And I may have been like up by her face or his face, like standing on the couch. So you got out of the line of fire. Yeah, like little turd shot across the room, I think. <laughs> do you want to do yours? Yeah, you get stuck. You get my questions. I ask the same 10 questions of everybody that comes on. So. Okay, cool. First question is, what's the most annoying question you get asked? Anal. Why don't you do anal? Like, I get asked it every day for my entire life. Like, all of the days. Have you ever given up your butt on camera? Yeah. Yay! We're stingy. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Never. Never. Yeah, I can only... There's only a couple of us. We're like little random horny unicorns. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. What's your favorite way to eat a potato? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Um, Okay, so I like little red potatoes, and I roast them in a pan with rosemary and garlic and black pepper. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that. What would the title of your autobiography be? Somebody just asked me this, and they came up with some great ones. Now I can't remember. Let's see. Um, Oh, goodness. Fuck. Like, literally, they just asked this to me on my website, and um, I said, you guys come up with it. And they came up with some good ones, and I cannot remember. But <laughs> I don't know. Um, somebody said, like, 
Sarah J in black and white because like that wasn't the best one though. There was like three of them that were really good. But somebody said that because like obviously that's like a really good name for like a biography because it's just like the facts, you know. But yeah. also a lot of my career has been really focused on, you know, having sex outside my race, my ethnicity. And, um, and just trying to like normalize that, um, for, for others. So, you know, that could be, that could be one of them, but I don't know. It's like, it could, there's a million things. Sarah J inside and out. Yeah. <laughs> in and out of Sarah J. I like that. <laughs> what would you say the biggest turning point in your life has been so far? Mm, um, I read a book called The Secret when I was like, 20 26 27 probably and it just changed my outlook on everything like life went from being like a struggle to like being attainable you know and like I get like even choked up when I think about it because it really did it changed my life like you know everything went from like being like hard and difficult to being like easy and like it's really just like how you look at things and the way that you like deal with things. I, I have a sign in my office that says it's you know it's all how you handle it. So yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. What are you most proud of? Um, probably my work ethic. I guess yeah. Like you know, like I work really fucking hard and um, I love what I do. So it's like not even like working. You know. Yeah, you're yeah. everywhere. It's it's hard not yeah. to see you. From, <laughs> yeah. from one workaholic, you are very very inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I totally recognize you as a workaholic too. And you are so creative and so funny and so entertaining, like besides being hot and sexy, which oh, I think thanks. is different. Yeah. Like it's nice. know, I've got a YouTube channel too. And I do like some comedy on there too, Sarah J TV. And um, I think it's important to be like a well-rounded human and a well-rounded entertainer, you know, mm-hmm. and in order to do that, you kind of have to be a hard worker. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So if you're, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, after you finish this episode, go watch your stuff. And we'll put our YouTube, <laughs> I'll, put our, I'll put your YouTube channel in the episode. <laughs> what takes up too much of your time? Um, let's see what probably doing dishes. <laughs> like I really enjoy cooking a lot like I'd like to cook like cooking's fun for me and um if I could like during this whole quarantine thing I've been cooking like two or three meals a day but like geez so many dishes yeah and I like to try to think like positive thoughts about it like I always tell like my roommate and stuff I'm like don't worry about it I'll get the dishes it's no big deal and I try to like really like convince myself it's no big deal but I'm like <laughs> this uh, yeah i i, I started a 14 year old my first job was washing dishes in a diner and i've despised it ever yeah. since it's just you know what me too but i was 11 i started my first job when i was 11 and i was washing dishes in an irish bar oh wow. god bless you <laughs> what's your favorite smell um oud like in, you know many might might not know what that is but like uh oud is like uh oils from like the middle east and they have like a very distinct like earthy like woody kind of smell to it i love ouds like i at the oud anything i look i google the word oud to see what i can find that has the smell on it yeah like i love oud what gets you fired up 
Um, kids on leashes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am so upset about kids on leashes that, like, sometimes I have to excuse myself into a separate space away from them because I'm afraid I'm going to say something. Like, you, might, you might need to put the parents on the leash. <laughs> yeah, like, no, that makes me so upset, like, at so many levels. Like, I could talk about it for hours. And I get, I get like, I just, I can see her face change. No, like, I get just so upset about it. Like, do not put your kid on a leash. There yeah. was a guy, when selfie sticks were really, really popular, there was a guy in New York that ran around filming videos, cutting them. You should just do that with kid wow. leashes. Yeah, just cut the kid just leashes, take pictures and cut the kid leash. And then hand them a candy bar. <laughs> Here you go, wow. and cut the leash. That's amazing. Yeah, like, I... I really bite my tongue. Like, I'm not the type of person to, like, confront random strangers about stupid shit. But, like, that is something that I have to really exercise self-control on. So I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> Dad, parents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do you wish you knew more about? Mm, that's a little bit hard because I spend my day learning. Like, I... um I listen to podcasts and I read articles and when, like I'm constantly Googling things and I, I watch documentaries. That's I'm very learning oriented. Uh, so, Hmm. Um, everything, every topic I'm thinking of, I'm like, I know a little bit about that. I know a little bit about that. I know a little bit about that. Well, which uh, one, which one do you want to know more about? Which one do you right? do? What do I want to know more about? You know, like, I would, just in general, I guess, I would really like to learn more languages. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, language is so exciting to me, and it's um, not something that comes easy. So it's not like I can just, like, learn a language really easy. It's I've tried to learn Spanish. Like, I live in Miami, you know, so I've tried to learn Spanish, and I can pick it up when I hear it a little bit better than when I speak it, but, um, I wish, yeah, I wish that I was just much better at languages. So the the final question, what's the one question you would want everyone you meet to answer? Um, what makes you happy? Like really, truly, honestly happy. Yeah. That tells you a lot about a person. (laughs) Yeah. Right. That's it. You, you passed the test. <laughs> Yay! Go stars for everyone. <laughs> so, uh, shameless plugs. What are, what are we plugging? Um, well, you know, I've got SarahJ.com, which is my official site. I have... You must um, have... Wait, pause. You must have so many scenes there, by the way. Yeah. Dude. You know, I've got over 700 scenes on my site. Yeah. That's amazing. Thanks. It's a great I don't value. Know, I don't remember how many photos, but it's a five-digit number. Like I got a lot of photos on there too, so there's a lot of that stuff. I've got the OnlyFans, and I've got Twitter, and I've got Instagram. Um, check out my Twitter, Sarah J Triple X. My Instagram is the underscore real underscore Sarah <laughs> underscore J. Um, that just lets you know how many times. Yeah, how, how many times we've been I deleted? Mean, yeah, um, <laughs> the struggle. And uh, like I said, my YouTube is Sarah JTV. My production company is Wideside Productions. We've got a new site that we're working on, Wideside.com, and 
It's going to have all my DVD releases from Wineside Productions on there. That's awesome. Would the, would you and represent guys and girls or just girls? We do. Um, right now on the roster, we have Angelina Castro, Karen Fisher, Maggie Green, Rome Major, King Noir, and Sean Dom Triple X. Nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> is everyone um, Florida based or do you go, do you represent anywhere? Yeah, anywhere. Um, like uh, Karen and Sean and Rome are all West Coast. And then King and Maggie and Angelina are over here in Florida. That's awesome. So, That's great. Yeah. Now I know where to send everyone that wants to get into porn. <laughs> like, go. <laughs> well, I don't know about when I get into porn. I like to work with people that are like established and have like long term yeah. goals. Yeah. yeah, that they yeah that this isn't flesh in a not, pan moment. How do I get my dick sucked on camera? Right, not that, not that, not that. But like you know, I want to do this every day, and like I want to make a lot of content, and like what's the best way to maximize my profits and build yeah. a brand? Right? Like a real like, business sense, like yeah. yeah. What's your favorite? What what's your favorite thing to shoot for yourself? Um, as a performer, yeah, I like. That's my personal life too. Like threesomes are my favorite because I'm bisexual, and so like that way I kind of get like the best of both worlds. Or if it's like you know two guys and myself, then it's like the excitement of like both of them. I definitely like threesomes. Threesomes is like. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You want to do? What do you like to shoot as a director? Ooh, true. Um, as a director, man, I like to shoot anybody that's got chemistry. Like. You know, when you shoot some people, whether it's two people, three people, five people, I don't care. And and everybody has got chemistry and they all like each other and you can see it. Sometimes I shed little tears. It is. It's magic. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> it is so magic. And, you know, everybody's like, all the pictures look good together and all yeah. the outfits look good in the background. And you're just like, oh my God, I came together so good. All the girls <laughs> get along. You're like, how? This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What do you got to promote? Um, you can go to dannysthings.com and everything's there. And uh, Oh, yeah. SarahJLinks. I've got one of those, too. Oh, what's yours? Right? SarahJLinks.com. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's where you can yeah, find everything yeah. in one spot. Yeah, because yeah. I always forget. I'm like... The one-stop Sarah J shop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're watching this on YouTube or iTunes or wherever, like, subscribe, comment. Thank you guys for listening. Yes, please review if you can. And if you get a second, buy my book, Wait for the Corn. <laughs> oh, wow. I want to know. Give me a gist. Uh, it's literally called Lessons Learned from Being Married to a Porn Star. Okay, cool. I'll send you one. Send, send, uh, send the missus your address and I'll throw one in the mail for you. Tell me what you Absolutely. think. That sounds awesome. Hopefully you enjoy it. Yay. Thank you for coming on. This was amazing. No, it was fun. You know, I have to say, Danny, like I've been a really big fan of yours. Not so much that I watch porn because I actually don't watch that much porn, but like I've been a really big fan of yours on like social media and your personality is great and you're so cute and I love your guys' relationship and you know it's just like it's really cool to see something. Oh, I've been like you. I've been like a fangirl from afar with you too. It's like it's funny how you like kind of like I'm like you. I don't watch porn. It's weird to yeah. me. Like I know everyone. It's just I can't. But it's the same thing. You're just kind of like you. I like fangirl certain girls, and I'm like, oh, I just like her, and you're definitely one. So yeah. to be able to like chat it up for uh, an hour, yeah. When hugs. all this is over, <laughs> we'll have to get together. Yeah, when when this is over, we'll have to get a drink somewhere for you know we ever are allowed to go to a restaurant again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No, or like if it's not ever over, well, I'll just come through with a bottle of wine. Yeah, yeah it works for me. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> yeah we, we we might have to come to you because there's we'll a good take... chance New York City is going to be the absolute last place yeah. to open up anything. So. 
you never know, right? It's rough, rough for all another. Bring your mask. Bring your mask. I've got wine. Where yeah. Go? <laughs> Deal. <laughs> we'll put a little straw through the mask. We're all good. <laughs> this is awesome. awesome. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.